Hey guys, um, doing a little thing different. I'm trying to get some more viewers or listeners. I have a little podcast I do with my friend Rob Scully, where we talk about uh, soccer, football. Um, I figured I'd do it on Facebook, so some of the people that don't watch or don't listen to it normally can, you know, get a listen to it. Um, it's just a random talk about uh, footy uh, I do every week. Uh, it's nothing serious. So if you have any questions, go ahead. Um, kind of wanted to talk, uh, start with the Premier League. Um, kind of crazy week. The battle for the last two spots in Champions League is so crazy right now. Uh, we got Liverpool in third. I think the first two spots, Spurs and Chelsea, um, barring a complete meltdown, uh, Spurs are, are fine. But, um, you know... Big result for today for Liverpool. Emery Chan. I don't know if you got that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love this background. Uh, big ass Cap New Fathead. Um, but big result from Liverpool today. Um, even though it was against Watford. It's on the road. It's tough. But any points uh, count for a lot. Can we burn these cleats? Uh, yeah, we can burn the cleats. Uh, for those who don't know, um, we used to have... My friend Rodrigo used to do these soccer events every Saturday, and Sean decided to leave his cleats one of these days at uh, Soccer Saturdays, and ever since then, we haven't had any people come to soccer, so it's called the curse of Sean's cleats. Um, but yeah, uh, Liverpool big result today. Um, I believe right now they're sitting at 66 points uh, with a game in hand, or excuse me, at, I think, 35 games played. Um, and then we got City right behind with 63. Uh, United also, I think they have 65. In any case, the last two spots are up for grabs. Um, I don't see Arsenal coming back, unfortunately. Uh, if you're for, an Ars- for Arsenal fans, they're at 60 points. And they've just been all over the place. So I believe the last time they did not qualify for Champions League was 96, I believe. Um, it's been a while, but, um, big games this weekend, uh, as well, uh, Arsenal host United, both two teams that have just been so unpredictable, and, um, I think, uh, whoever gets a more positive result, United, uh, need to get, at least get a draw, Arsenal, you know, if they don't win at home, I think they're done, um, but, you know, just a big, uh, it's a lot of big games. The Manchester Derby, for those unfortunately who watched it, were so freaking horrible. Uh, I mean, that was the most exciting thing happened right at the end when Feilani, who's so just, he's so reckless. Uh, and he always, he never thinks he's the one that did the, you know, he's always thinks the refs have it out for him. Uh, it was just a horrible match. Um, but, you know, it was a positive result for Mourinho. He was the one that wanted. Um, you know, that was that was his game plan and you know, if you've been watching Mourinho for forever, that's how he does it. Uh kinda reminded me of his Inter Milan team, just as not as talented. Why haven't one of my friends is asking, why haven't American billionaires bought these good good teams and brought them to the US? Um That's a very complex question. Um first of all there's salary cap issues. Um, it would have to be like baseball, and most of the American sports have uh, salaries, uh, salary caps and stuff. 
That just doesn't exist. There's this thing called financial fair play. Financial fair play is bullshit. Uh, they try to encourage, so you have to have a certain guideline. So um, in each league, you have to have a certain amount of domestic players. But it's just, it's, it's non-existent. To put it in perspective, um, let's say, like, take, like, the top five biggest teams in terms of salary. Teams like Barcelona, Bayern Munich, uh, Real Madrid, uh... I don't know, PSG, whatever. A lot of them are earning, there's like five or six, seven, eight players earning LeBron James kind of money. So it was, it would just take out, way. It, it's not going to happen. There's too much restriction um, regarding that. It would be great, but that's just not going to happen. Um, also, where they, this would involve a ton of owners coming at the same time uh, buying all these teams and that's just way too much money um, also to put it in perspective some of the most val- most of the most valuable uh, sports clubs in the world uh, teams in general of any sport are all soccer teams and it's an astronomical it's a, a, sorry my pronunciation astronomical number um, so it, it'll, it'll take a while um, in our lifetime, will we see an MLS team beat a Champions League team? Um, it depends. I mean, I don't think so. Just because of the money. I mean, credit to MLS. Uh, you know, they've made, you know, the salary has been going up every year, but it would just have to make way too big of a jump. It's all about money, man. Um, if they start bringing them over here, that'd be great. The only thing is, uh, time difference, you know... So they would have to have all the games really early here, because as you know, most uh, European countries that host these big events are six hours ahead, uh, eight five if you're in the UK. But I, I just don't see MLS teams uh, being on the same level, and I mean they don't have to be uh, for MLS to be successful. But that's just the reality of it. All these big teams have been playing. Uh, you know, some of these teams have been around for 110, 100 years plus. So it's just very difficult for that to happen. The worst Champions League team? Oh yeah, I think that'll eventually happen. Um, you know, sometimes there's teams like I mean Ghent. Said for those who don't know, Ghent was a Belgian Belgian team, I believe. Um, yeah, there's teams that some of the top MLS team uh, sides is they keep getting better. And um, one thing that's really positive for the MLS, they signed Giovinco. And by that, I mean, even if you hate them, their players in the European... The European players coming over at a much uh, earlier age is good. There's a lot of South American players uh, coming... They're starting to play now and not going to Europe. Uh, you know, going to Italy or whatever. Uh, an example is Almiron coming from Atlanta. Um, going to Atlanta. This is a Paraguayan kid who's, who's amazing. I was really upset that Orlando City didn't sign him because... Uh, he was playing in the Argentinian First Division, and he was just a great player, I think, they could have signed. So, um, yeah, definitely. Not all the Champions League teams are great. Um, so, you know, and especially the way that it's going to be now, where just the top leagues get all these, you know, spots. So, I think that'll definitely happen. Um, kind of looking back at also the, the, back to the Premier League, um, you know, Chelsea uh, keeping um, keeping their head above uh, Spurs with a big result at Everton, 3-0 away. 
Um, you know, it's it's a great it's a great uh, title race for the Premier League. It's kind of funny that it's Chelsea and Spurs again. I thought it would be uh, City or someone else, but um, Conte has done an amazing job with that team. Um, they're going to be really. I think they're going to be one of the scariest teams in the Champions League next year. They're just built for tournaments and stuff. Um, you know, and a big result for, for Spurs this weekend against uh, Arsenal. Arsenal came out, I thought it was really kind of a sign of the times. Ar Arsene Wenger, just three defenders in the back, was very stupid, uh, especially at White Hart Lane. I don't understand why he did that. And then after seeing how Spurs were lining up, he didn't, uh, he didn't come to, you know, he didn't make any adjustments. I mean, that, to me, that all just signals he just doesn't care and it's time for him to go. Um, you know, Spurs do have a tougher remaining schedule than Chelsea, so it, I, I don't know. It's going to take a lot for Chelsea not to win the, the Premier League title. Um, most importantly, this, the tie the Spurs have against United. Um, kind of talking about the bottom of the table, relegation battle. Um, Burrow and Swansea picking up big points against both Manchester clubs. Um, but it looks like it's going to be Burrow. Sunderland's already relegated. Um, and I think it's between Swansea and Hull City. Um, and for those who don't know about the relegation battle in the Premier League, it's the difference between 64 million fucking dollars. That's how much money you have if you're in the Premier League. It's the biggest... It, it, it's Honestly, it's the most important football match of the year. Um, and it's to me, it's... A, you know, when I first started watching, I just was watching the big leagues and the big games, Champions League, but honestly, some of the most exciting football is the uh, relegation battle in the Premier League towards the end and the playoff. Uh, right now, I believe it's Brighton, uh, Newcastle have already qualified. Uh, Leeds narrowly missed out, and I was kind of going for Leeds because I wanted to see my buddy Kevin get his team back in the Premier League. Um, but, yeah, uh, where will Alexis Sanchez go? Um, I think the last time I checked the betting odds, it, number one was PSG, two was Chelsea, and then there was like Inter Milan and stuff. Uh, I think he's going to PSG. I don't see him going anywhere else. Will Diego Costa's age ever catch up to his face? Yeah, uh, Diego Costa, him and Iniesta looked, uh, are the real soccer life version of the curious case of Benjamin Button. He is, Diego Costa is one of the bastard. Oh my god. How many questions can I ask that won't be answered? Well, I'm not answering your questions because you should be here. You should be talking to me on the phone. Instead, you're on the at the gym, and but you're really on Facebook. Why is it okay? Why is it gym? Um, what else are we looking at? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, right now for the Champions League spots, Premier League. I'm gonna guess. I don't see Arsenal doing it. I think it's Spurs, uh, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And then I think wh whoever gets the better result this weekend, uh, Arsenal United, I think whoever wins that match will get that last spot. Uh, well, not really. Oh, Arsenal have 60 points. Never mind. United, so it would be United and City. I'm going to have to say, and it's nothing against United, Dozy. All you fucking United fans. I, I just... It's been so up and down. They have been looking uh, better towards the end of the season, but I would have to... Uh, i got to say City. Sorry, man. Uh, I have seen the Barcelona uniforms for next season. As long as they're not horizontal, uh, they're fine with me. Tell us what you want to happen the most and what your biggest fear is, worst case for you as a fan. 
What I want to happen the most, and it's just true in any sport, is the fuck the officiating. Um, and you know, those who know me know I watch uh, pretty much all the major sports except for baseball. Um, soccer officiating is the fucking worst. It's even worse than the NBA, if you can believe that. Um, it's just so bad. One positive thing is there was there's been so many controversial uh, calls the last few what seven weeks that. They sped up the implementation of video replay, which is something... Oh, my goodness. Can you pick that up, honey? Uh, it's okay, baby. Um, the, uh, the implementation of video replay is going to be huge. There's been so many missed calls, offsides, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, my biggest fear... It's just getting so commercialized. I follow a big team. I can't really say shit. Um, but it's, it's so... It's, it's getting hard to say it's not rigged for some of these big clubs, mine included, so I don't know, man. It's it's scary how, how bad it's getting. Um, yeah, I don't... I, it's Video assistant replay coming is, is awesome. There's so many calls that are missed off sides, and it's hard for... I'm not defending the referees, uh, but it's, just, it's hard to keep up with all of the action... Uh, and just so many, it's just, the officiating is so bad. Um, speaking of the Spanish league, um, you know, Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid both had, uh, kept on track. Um, Real Madrid, of course, and uh, they had their title favorites. Um, their biggest uh, kind of, you know, challenge left in the season is when uh, they host Sevilla in a few weeks. Um, and it's their defending. Their defending has been really spotty. That's why they lost, uh, in my opinion, against, well... The Classico, I think they lost that because they've had so many late-minute, last-minute, you know, goals and stuff to save points this season. Uh, I don't blame them going for it against Barcelona, but their their back line right now, uh, Ramos is back, but Nacho, you know, he's been playing a lot and he's had a lot of injuries, so um, it'll be tough for them against Sevilla. But if they get it, they they beat Sevilla. I think that's it's theirs to, it's theirs, um, and I think it's on the it's. Not in the last day of the season, so I think we'll know before the, the league ends if it's uh, Real Madrid's or not. Will there still be flopping in five years? There will be flopping in basketball and in soccer until it, it's not beneficial to flop. Um, I get, you know, players like both sports. Let me take two of the most polarizing figures, James Harden and Neymar. Until uh, it's not beneficial for the player, it's going to fucking happen. Um... It's just, it's just that that's how bad it is. In Neymar's defense, he gets kicked the most in all the leagues by far, uh, but he does he goes down really easily also. So, um, but yeah, until it benefits the player, they're gonna keep flopping. Um, let's hope we don't piss off Russia so we can have the World Cup next year. For anybody that's watching this and is seriously considering going to the Russian World Cup, there's two things you need to know. You are gonna get beat up. Uh, it's still going to be a great uh, World Cup because the let's just say this the actual footy is going to be better because they're going to have a video replay but you will get your ass kicked uh, so if you're going over there go there with a shiner so the Russian uh, ultras think you've already gotten beaten up um, for those that didn't watch the Euros the Russian ultras going around just fucking starting fights with everyone and now you're going to be going over there uh and if you've never heard of these people, look up teams like Zenit, Saint, uh, Zenit 
uh, look up CSK Moscow, Spartak Moscow. The, you don't want to kind of go over there, um, and they don't they don't discriminate. They don't care if you have a kid or not. You're gonna get fucked up. Um, so just uh, be careful with that. Um, it would be it would be crazy though if tensions kind of heighten. Uh, you know, maybe this is me watching The Americans too much. It's a fucking great show if you don't watch it. It's on FX. Um, but it would be crazy if Russia and U.S. are in the middle of just really tense on the edge. World War Three about to start, and they have to fucking play each other, and the fucking U.S. the U.S. anthem gets played in Russia. That would be fucking amazing. How often do me and Rob cuddle? Never. Um, some of the other stuff going around uh, the league. Um, you know, let's talk about City. Actually, I got to finally go to the fucking game, man. Uh, one of the best stadiums in general I've gone to. They did it really well. Um, it's really close to the to the ground. You really, it's, I don't know. It's it's. I was really surprised at how well they did it. Um, the noise is great. Uh, almost sounds like a like a jet is going by when the supporters group gets really loud. Uh, shout out to the ruckus and um, my buddy Roberto as well. They do a fantastic job at the games. Um, that Rivas goal was fucking ridiculous. Finally, one of those crazy shots that he always uh, takes uh, goes in. It was a really crazy angle. Um, and uh, number one in the league, that's crazy. In their first three years in MLS, that they're that high. And expectations keep going higher, uh, especially the way that uh, they play at home. So, uh, you know, congratulations to City. You know, Kaká came back and looked a lot better. Um, biggest difference is who the, the new coach... Uh, I forgot which one of you guys told me this, but when he got there, he laughed. He said, this is the worst uh, in-shape team I've ever seen. And you can tell it. They, all the players look so much quicker, stronger, um, and you can see that in the gameplay. I mean, they're pressing the whole game a lot more compact. Uh, on average, when they lose the ball, they, have the, they don't have at least the home games. You know, it's like five, seven seconds be- before they get the ball back, and that's, that's, that's huge. Uh, Carrasco has been brilliant every time he's played, in my opinion. Um, you know, when he came on for... I forgot which player he came on for. But uh, he's such a great box-to-box player. The thing is, those players, they don't... You know, in the game that I saw him, he got a goal. But those players don't get enough credit because they're not on the stat sheet. But he's such a... You know, that's such an integral part, that defensive bid. Uh, getting the loose balls, disrupting the opposing play. So, um, big, up, big ups to City. Um... I'm excited for them. I don't, you know, I see them going to the playoffs for sure. Um, I think they play Toronto uh, May 7th, I think this weekend. So that's going to be a tough game. Um, of course, City's not as, as good at, on, on the road, but it doesn't matter when you're playing at home. So, um, And also, I got to see that tunnel uh, that all the supporters and stuff got to uh, decorate. So it looks really good. Uh, some more questions. Do you think Valencia will ever be... A top La Liga team. Of course, uh, they were a long time ago, um, in the early 2000s. And they have they always produce talent. They have a lot of good players that come out of their U team. I mean, David Silva, David Villa, Mata, uh, Roberto Soldado. All these players come out of Valencia. It's just retaining them. Um, and finding a better manager. Their manager situation the last few seasons has been so bad. But they're a fucking great team, man. Um, their philosophy of possession and stuff is... is you know, they always, uh, for me, they always give Barcelona the most trouble every, every La Liga. Can I take off my shirt? No, I will not unless you send me money through Facebook. 
Um, but uh, some more stuff around the league. Uh, you can come over here and say honey. Hi, honey. Uh, Bayern Munich won their fifth uh, Bundesliga in a row. Um, people say that La Liga is boring, and I mean that's cool. If you actually watch some of the other teams, it's not as it's a lot more exciting. But that one is a one league team. Um, it was cool seeing uh, the new team that's even hated more than Bayern, uh, Red Bulls. What is it, Le- Leipzig? The uh, team that worked their way around the third party three fifths ownership rule in Germany. But um, <laughs> she wants to be on the. Um, but yeah, um, you know they won the fifth Bundesliga in a row. Um, they did crash out of the Deutsche Pokal, the German Cup, uh, in a pretty crazy fashion. Uh, Dembélé, fucking amazing, late winner. Um, but uh, I did want to talk, mention them because Philip Lahm, um, one of the most, you know, ideal footballers. He's such a good cap, uh, captain. He played over 800 and something games for club and country, and he never got a red card, and he's a defender. I mean, just a class act, and uh, I really don't know what... I know Bayern has Rafinha, um, you know, as a right back, but uh, I, they're going to have to sign someone else. Um, and disappointing for them. I really thought... I honestly... Um, they were very overconfident. Um, they did not respect Real Madrid. And yeah, they got calls that went against them, but I was really surprised. I really had them uh, going to the semis at least. So they need to fix, you know, Carlo Ancelotti is a really good coach when it comes to tournaments. So I was really surprised at how bad they did. Um, even though that second leg, well, that's all I'll say. Um, in the French League, I know some of uh, my buddies watched the French League. Uh, Balotelli, <clears throat> if you're a PSG fan, Cover years, he just wrecked PSG. I saw, uh, I saw the the first one at least, the first goal, and now Monaco, you know, three points ahead with a game in hand, you know, they can go for a double. Um, crazy enough, I can't believe that they're still so far in the uh, Champions League. Uh, just what a what a dangerous team. A bunch of youngsters, they don't give a fuck. They just play like whatever. So much good talent. I really, I know that at least. One or two of those players are going to be left, uh, are going to be gone in the summer, like Bernardo Silva, uh, Fabinho, Lemar is another amazing player that people don't really hear about because of how good uh, Mbappe has been. But um, it's going to be really cool to see them play Juventus, man. Juventus is such a fucking big, physical, imposing team. Um, And when they played Barcelona in the Champions League final a few years ago, I think the only thing that they really were missing was that really intricate wing play, and uh, the way that they play now in the wing is, is so dangerous. Um, it's really suffocating. Guadalajara on the right uh, creates all, and then the left, Mandzukic. When I saw Mandzukic was playing as a winger, I just I, it didn't make sense to me, but he just powers through everyone, and then, I mean, when he gets to the final third, uh, he opens up space for Iwala and uh, Iguain because nobody can push him off the ball, so... Um, excited for that match on Wednesday. Um, tomorrow's match, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Atletico is, they're such a tough team, but when they play Real Madrid, they're just, they just kind of disappear. Um, oh, and then the last thing before I sign off, um, I always do this segment of, uh, me and my buddy Rob, we always do a segment called Cunt of the Week, and I kind of wanted to mention Cunt of the Week, uh, as Trump, 
Mr. Trump has been making my job at the airport impossible, so thank you for cutting my hours. Um, but not to get political. Uh, but no, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Um, I'm going to try to keep doing these on Facebook because I like the interaction instead of me just recording a podcast and then like five people listening to it. Um, but if you want to follow my nonsensical ramblings on Twitter, uh, my handle is DrunkBarcaFan, B-A-R-C-A. Um, and yeah, just uh, tweet all your, whatever your questions, roasting me, new memes, anything. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys later.